Welcome to the Heavy Matters podcast with me, Joey, flying solo today because Venny is off somewhere saving the world, no doubt. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about heavy metal music, uh, supporting the underground and the uh, commercial bands out there. Today, uh, I am not on my own. I'm being joined by Matt and Mark from the Sydney Australian band Or, who have kindly joined me um, nine o'clock their time. And they're both having a drink, and I'm sat here supping on water. Lads, uh, that, first and foremost, thanks so much for joining me on a Saturday night out there. Um, are, you, are you guys okay? Yeah. Cheers, Joey. Thanks for having us. Top of the morning yeah, to you. Doing all right over here. <laughs> you, oh, oh, what's that you got there, Matt? It's a hazy ale. Oh, yeah, lovely. Looks looks complex, mate. Yeah, it looks very um, uh, thick and sludgy, much like... Uh, yeah, I believe this is a, an English brew as well from Edmundson, so... They, we, we do do a nice tip, I fitting. must say. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, and, and you're the first um, Australian band we've had on the show uh, for an oh, interview, awesome. so um, it's a milestone right. for, for our show. So, anyway, listen... Well. Hopefully we don't ruin it for those uh, who, who might come after us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so firstly, um, or the band uh, from Sydney, Australia, and your album is out on the 7th of January, 22, called um, The Blood uh, We Crave. That's and right, yep. So I got this as a promo from uh, Viral Propaganda, uh, Dave, uh, David over there, who very kindly sent it on. And look, we, get, we do get a lot of... Um, promos into our mailbox and it is a case of sifting through and we, we will always listen to promos but whether we cover them or not it depends on one our schedule or two if we actually dig the music but what struck me about um your album first and foremost was the album cover it is absolutely phenomenal like i'm looking at it here like full screen definition like it is absolutely stunning so it is. What what was the concept behind that? Is there a specific concept behind it, and who did it? So the, so the so the artwork was uh, was was created by a Polish artist who um, who goes by the handle Osaki, so O S A K I on on Instagram, and I'd been following him for a while, and um, and I I actually saw him post this this piece of art. And I just fell in love with it straight away. So it wasn't a, wasn't a commission. He he'd actually already created it, okay. and he posted it. And I I I, I DM'd him immediately, and um and I and I said you know, hey man, I'm in this. I'm in a I'm in a post black metal band in in Sydney. You might not you you might not have uh, have, have ever really considered um, selling your artwork for for that kind of that kind of music or that kind of art um but he was keen um he he asked he asked if he could just retain the rights to to make posters and i said yeah absolutely no problem so um so yeah i did a negotiated a little contract with him and um had a little argument about about some kind of weird polish tax law and and and, and um and and uh yeah just acquired it off um off osaki um and uh, and then and then I guess we we ha- we had to have the conversation about how to actually present it um, on the as as a front cover um, because the you know the album has a title um, but we didn't we didn't really want to emblazon words all all across this this beautiful artwork so we've we've kind of gone with a more minimalist approach and just put the put the logo on. Bottom right, and the uh, the album title is probably just going to be on this. It'll be on the spine. So okay, yeah. It it's like I'm still just looking at it now. It's like simplistic in a way, yet so striking. Like what what drew you to this? Like the the, the cover itself was there something like that when you I don't know writing the album that it felt fit the album, or was it just the fact yeah. that you think it's really wicked? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look. I, I think a bit of both. I think a bit of both. And um, it's 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 obviously a, a very melancholic piece of artwork. Um, um, for for those who are listening and might not be looking at the artwork right now, um, 
I believe that it, 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 the the figure on top is a figure on top of a cliff, and I believe that it's it's um, I'm probably going to pronounce this incorrectly, but Trolltung or Trolltunga in in Norway, um, and it's and then he's he's rendered the cliff, he's rendered the cliff face, he's rendered a figure on it, and there's this sort of there's this sort of force that seems to be pulling the figure away or um, um, you know, or, or maybe leading him to the edge of the cliff, and um, yeah. So, so I, so I, I think, I think that, I think that 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 drew us, drew us to the, uh, you know, to to reaching out to this guy and, and and acquiring the artwork. Well, if you're listening to this, I'm going to post the picture um, on the Twitter as well because you need to see. I showed it to my wife this morning. She said, "Who are you interviewing this morning?" I said, "Oh." You never heard of him. My wife likes metal, you know, um, to an extent. And uh, she said, "What's the first question you're going to ask the guys?" And I said, "Oh, about the album cover." And she said, "Show me it." And she was like, "Wow, that is amazing." And everyone I spoke yeah. to was saying exactly the same. Um, yeah, well, and well, that's well, gone. That, I was just going to say that's that, that's why that's why when we started talking to Blighttown, we um, Blighttown Records, who are who are, who are our, our label here based in Sydney. We, we 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 kind of were really angling for the uh, for, for a vinyl release because I we we just we just really wanted to see that that artwork on you know the full twelve inch layer. And is it coming yeah. on vinyl? Yeah, it is. Oh, it I is. Know. It is. Oh. So it's and and funnily enough, the, the 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 plant is based in Poland as well. So, so you know, you've got you, the artwork created by the Polish artist, and it's being it's being pressed in a Polish plant, um, and uh, we're we're hoping we're hoping to receive the um, to receive the records here in early January. Nice. I need to get myself one of those then. Um, so the band itself, then, or from what I understand, um, this is a not a collaboration, but you've come from different bands in the past and sort of come together now. So what was the sort of backstory to all? Yeah. Um, so the, the backstory, the backstory is that um, I, I moved to Sydney from a, from a city called Perth in yep. Western Australia. And I, I left my, my old band in Perth, a band I was in for about 12 years moved to Sydney and I thought, you know, this is, this is great. I'm not in a band. I don't have that pressure. You know, I don't have to go to, I don't have to go to rehearsal. I don't have to play gigs. I, it was 12 years of, of doing this stuff really seriously. And I, I thought I was done. And then, and after about a year, I, I started to get the itch again and, um, and reached out to, reached out to an old mate here in Sydney and we started. We started writing the songs. I, I think this. I think we're sort of 2015, 2016 at this point. And um, and s- some of that writing actually appears on on the album. Um, we we did we did release an EP in 2000, 2017. But um, but yeah, some 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 of the stuff that we wrote all those years ago is, appears on this album. Um, He's he's no longer in the band, but um, but we had a we had a second guitarist who who left Australia and went uh, and, and moved to Spain, and then when he left, we we obviously needed someone to fill his shoes. So I think uh, I think Matt, it, I, I put an ad out, I put an ad out that you responded to, right? Isn't that how? Yeah. So it was it was the very day that um, the first EP was released, and I saw the ad on Facebook. Because I was reached out to some mates on that day because I was looking for bands basically. Like, yeah, I had no band at that and time. Reached out to yeah. you guys and just ended up jamming, and that was it, man. Went from there. Yeah, yeah, and and the, the you you fell for it hook line and sinker because the the only reason I wanted to release that EP was to find another guitarist. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. and it so yeah, it's great to see. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> that old school, although it's sort of like 21st century in terms of Facebook, but the old school yeah. version of like pinning up a, a notice in a local shop or something, bam, looking for a guitarist. It's a nice story to, uh, to, to find yeah. someone like that. And Yeah, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Indeed. So let's get on to the, the, the music and the album itself. Um, you, I, I 
my review was on the, our website and um, like I said, the, the album cover first struck me, which uh, sucked me in, but then the music obviously. And we're going to use this term a lot today, I'd say, but this post in music, the post term, mm-hmm. which are you, you guys are post black metal. Now, post is a very intriguing genre in itself, if you know what I mean. And, you know, you post rock, post metal, post black metal, post etc, etc. Um, now, I assume you're rooted in being black metal fans anyway. But did the band turn to this, and I use it post um, style, was it something you consciously did? Or was it just a pure evolution of what you guys were doing? I'd say I'd say it's it was it was probably it's probably an evolution. Um, we 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 set out to write these songs with I, I guess certain parameters in mind. Um, you know, a, a certain type of a, a certain type of vocal style, a um, you know a, a drumming style, a, uh, a a guitar style that um, you know Matt Matt's way better to talk about than me, but. Um, uh, and but but honestly, like you, when when you're when you're releasing when you're releasing music, you have to you have to at certain points, you have to at certain points key in what style you are, what genre what genre you are, and it's just it's so difficult. It's so difficult being in a band like this to say, oh, okay, God, are we? But are we po- are we post black metal or are we more post metal, or is it, or is it actually black and post hardcore, or is it or is it you know? <laughs> this is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but but no, we we yeah definitely definitely set out with with parameters, and I think uh, yeah, look, I think I think the post black metal tag probably suits it better than most. But then you know on on Bandcamp you just you just pepper it with every single with every single post genre you can. <laughs> but I think it's um, pretty full of our like influences, uh, like from a broad perspective as well, because like. I wrote two of the biggest songs on that album pretty much myself. And into that, I kind of threw, you know, some black metal inspiration, some doom metal and a bit of other stuff that I was kind of listening to at the time as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it seems like a pretty natural evolution. I think like it wasn't something that I did on purpose. You know, it just kind of yeah. felt right. Yeah, that's right. And, and then, and from from my perspective, I I come from I come from pretty much twenty years of playing of, of playing um, you know a, more of a post hardcore type of type of music, um, which I which I didn't I I didn't really want to get back into when I started this band. So 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 I think that I think that you know Matt's Matt's background and my background. Are, are, Probably the, the best way to look at it when you um, when you you're trying to figure out how it's how it's all being combined. And I think the the post thing is, like I said, black metal. If you take black metal on its own, is very it's simplistic to an extent. You know, the four four mm. uh, drum beats, uh, the tremolo riffing is pretty much the basis of black metal. Um, but I think when you have that the post title, it gives you to not be tied to those constraints. And I wonder whether, like you've just both said there, you know, you come from different backgrounds that you do listen to other stuff. It sort of makes sense that you fit in that post black metal because you don't sit to that. Like I said in my review, you know, there's plenty of lulls in the record, which thankfully give you a bit of time to um, breathe. Um, But like you said, the vocals are very that post style. There's obviously the, there is some elements of, guttural black metal vocals in there but then there's the higher and i don't want to i don't like to compare bands but when i was listening to this like death heaven was obviously one of the the ones i thought of the most in terms of vocals so i think probably post metal was the most fitting for you guys and yeah if you are post metal then this is a very good post black metal <laughs> album yeah <laughs> yeah oh, cheers, cheers joey um yeah um, yeah, I, I, I think you've you've hit the nail there, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Australia um, is it. So I'm going to choose my words carefully, not to offend you to this uh, later night. But when we talk about metal, 
music in a whole, the whole genre. You know, the instant thing that's in mind would be like countries like America, where you've got Hatebreed, Slayer, Slipknot, etc., etc., etc. And then, yep. you know, close to home for me, we've got all the UK bands like um, Still, for example, who we covered, Employed to Serve. We go on. And Australia has been not really well known for its metal acts. Obviously, the two that mm. spring to mind straight away are and we could argue whether they're australian is acdc um <laughs> yeah. and uh parkway drive yeah like they're the, they're the two biggest exports i can think of mm. and it's really refreshing to see at the moment and i don't know whether it's just a timing thing but the amount of great stuff coming out of australia which i'm delighted to see so for, like hadal moore who are uh, yeah they're, they're they're releasing an EP or it's been released. They are. Like yeah, they're releasing EP. an EP on Black Town soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Crushing EP, like proper death yeah. metal. Amazing. And then another one who I discovered this year, uh, or an Australian man called Norse, who yeah. played this really dissonant yep. style black metal, which is right up my street because I love that discordant, like Imperial Trump and style thing. Um, yeah. It's, so it's, it's it's incredible. It's it's absolutely. It's I think it's absolutely incredible what's happening in Australia at the moment in the metal scene. Like I'm, like I said, I mean, Matt and I have both been playing in bands for you know you could say decades, and I've never been more excited about about the Australian metal scene as I am now. Um, Although you know, I, don't add to really, that. I don't think it's anything new though. Like there's always been some fantastic bands in Australia. It's just for some reason the recognition doesn't appear for them and this was going to be the lead up to my question matt was <laughs> there's yeah. obviously there is a load of and and we use the term underground now whether it's underground mm-hmm. australia is a different different um scenario together but there's obviously you guys are now getting really excited about it and this is what we're trying to do is try and give these inverted commas underground bands some um, spotlight and showcase them a bit. Like how difficult is it to be not necessarily signed to a label in Sydney, but to get noticed in Sydney as a metal band? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So honestly, I couldn't, can't really answer that question to be honest. Like, I've played in so many bands over the years in Sydney. So the first band I played, we had some epic publicity. You know, played at um, Soundwave, which was the biggest music metal festival in Australia. We ended up playing at the main stage at Soundwave. No way. And sorry. Really, that's awesome. Yeah. But having said that, despite all of this publicity and being played on the main radio station and everything, we still played to empty venues. You know? Mm-hmm. Then there's um, the other band that I played in following that. We ended up touring Japan and America. And, Jeez. you know, <laughs> like we, we started getting a bit of a following in Sydney, but it was still kind of at the point where we'd play a show supporting another band from overseas. And people would come up to us in Sydney and say, where are you guys from? <laughs> you know? Look, this, so... it's, it's called, yeah, it's, it's the cultural cringe, right? Like, I, I, yeah, I think Aussies, Aussies, Aussies have this, have this cultural cringe of themselves. And, and it, it doesn't, apl- it, it, it applies to film and television as well. You know, if yeah. we, if, Australia puts out some amazing film, uh, film and TV, but 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 might not might not get the same numbers in Australia that it does overseas because Aussies just don't want to see themselves being reflected back. Yeah, really? but having said all that too, like there are other bands that get amazing recognition too. You know, there's like bands like Inverloch and Mournful Congregation that are pretty much known all over the world. You know, and they're both Final. from Australia. Hmm. Of yeah. course, the so, other band um, I didn't mention, sorry, Matt, to cut across you, was the Berserker, no, who are Australians. Mm. Who are Absolutely. just ridiculously heavy. They, I listen to one album maybe yeah. once a year because I just can't 
my brain doesn't function with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's a strange thing. Like, and I, I obviously with me not being in Australia, I can't really tell how the scene is. But like, obviously mm. in the UK, the metal scene is absolutely thriving at the moment. Like, there's so yeah. many great bands coming out. Um, but I just like to see. Now, now I, I'm sure that in the next few years we're going to see Australia, like you said, come up with all these bands because there is some really mm-hmm. wicked stuff coming out, and it's just a matter of promoting them. And I think in this day and age, with social media being such a great marketing tool, hopefully, you know, we can start seeing that. You know, like Twitter's a great tool. You can, yeah, it is. You know, yeah. And you know that that's what we're trying to do is sort of like get bands noticed and. In this day and age, with with you know streaming, which is obviously killing the the money for the artists, at the same time is a good thing because you can discover new bands. But the main thing we're trying to do is just to get guys, you know, buy merch yeah. or go to shows and yeah. stuff. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. But but in, in saying that, I I am not seeing empty venues at the moment. So of all of the all of the metal all of the metal gigs that I've been to over the last couple of years. Particularly the ones that um, that have that have managed to manage to go on in between lockdowns, in between COVID lockdowns, they've been huge. It's I think there's a I think there's a there's a there is a real excitement over here at the moment, um, and and sure. we're not getting any international bands coming through at all. It's so so all all of the all of the venues all of the venues are are completely booked out for the next for the next six to nine months. Just with Australian bands, that's wicked. So, that's yeah. great to see. It's pretty exciting at the moment. I think, yeah. I think a lot of artists are really itching to get out there and get on a stage again too, because it's been so long. Yeah, I've yeah, been to sure. one gig in the last two years, and I had to fly to London to see it. It's oh, painful. Really? Uh, it's the amount of stuff yeah, that's, that's been cancelled. Like, what was what was that one, Joey? It was an employed to serve actually. Um, Oh. In, in Kent, like uh, it was wicked. It was just in a oh god. I mean, I don't want to say a diver venue, but it wasn't like the greatest. Like maybe yeah. two fifty yeah. cap. Um, but like just seeing like support bands again, the smell of the place, five yep. can five quid uh, cans of beer. I was just like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, That's um yeah. Uh, my my mother's actually from Kent. No way. Yeah, yeah, she is. Oh man, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you which part of Kent, but um, but you her. Tell me after. I'll tell you. I'll t- <laughs> tell you after. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just, just in, ca- just in case I, um, I besmirch myself. But, um, but both, both of her parents were coppers in Kent, and I've, and I've said this to, I've said this to, um, you know, to, to British people before. You know, both my, both my grandparents were coppers in Kent, and they just go, "What were they? What were they bloody?" What kind of crimes going on? You know, like ch- chasing some escaped rabbits or something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a fairly posh uh, part of the country. Really. Is it okay? Yeah, right. yeah it's, no, it is. Yeah, so chasing. There's no crime there really at all. It's uh, like you said, chasing rabbits probably. Um, so, uh, sorry, I just want to come back to something you touched on there. It's nothing about music, but you were talking about the film and TV shows. Mm. I just want to mention one of the really good shows. Uh, sorry, films that came out was Wolf Creek. Yeah, which uh, yes is yes. At, I think they made two, didn't they? But it's absolutely yeah, it's brilliant. brilliant. Is that the sort of yeah. thing where you where, what you mean? Like, would Australians frown at that, or is that sort uh, of like no, look, a... pro- probably not that probably not that one because that's a that's a genre film. You know, that's a horror. Right. So yeah. So I so I I, I think that one's that's probably an exception to the rule. Um. Because it's yeah, it's it's oh that movie's so gnarly, and um, and Matt wasn't the wasn't the killer, wasn't the the guy who played the killer wasn't he in Play School? I think so. Yeah, I think he was in. Yeah, I think he, so. He was in a he was in a long running like children's kind of daytime uh, daytime show that ran every single day. And yep. you know, it's the lovely the lovely father. Hey, you going, kids? You know that. And then and then. And then, you know, 20 years later, you see him chopping up kids in the outback. <laughs> That's priceless. That's the greatest. I, I assume that when you say TV shows, we're talking about Neighbours and Home and Away. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, na- neighbors, neighbors would not be where it is if it wasn't for the success it's had in your country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it's now, I think it's now yep. moved to like we have like uh, terrestrial channels like one, two, four, and it was on like channel one. I remember coming home from school and. I was never a fan of it, but my mates would watch it like half three after school. It's now moved to like Channel Five or something at like I don't know whatever time in the, in the morning. So I don't watch it anymore. I'm so, anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. On behalf on behalf of Australia, I'm, I must apologise. The whole the of Australia, the whole of Australia, you apologise. Sorry, but I'm probably I'm probably talking more about the the, the dramas, you know, the the, the Aussie dramas. Um, you know that that take themselves quite seriously, but um, but just yeah, just uh, kind of yeah, flounder a little bit. We we uh, we went a bit off topic there. I knew I knew that we'd come up to neighbours and home and away at some point. I just didn't know how we get there. And I blame I blame Mark basically. He sort of like set up, didn't he? Uh, Matt, you're you're off the hook. Um, come back to the album Appreciate anyway. <laughs> Um, so the one thing that when we talk about um, post post black metal is the production on a lot of albums and again I'll refer back to Sunbather um, but yeah. your the production on yours is what I would call a polished sound uh, it doesn't have that grainy lo-fi production of, of black metal um, it also it gives the production on it gives it that sense of uh, anxiety and and misery and gloom and stuff like that. So, was it? I'm trying to. Was it Ben Warsey? He mixed yeah. the album Masters. Did he produce it as well? Um, uh, depends what you mean by produced. Um, so so he yeah he he was the he was the sound engineer. Yeah. Um, he and he 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 recorded it and and mixed it. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you... look, I, no, nothing against that lo-fi approach to, to black metal. You know, there's a there's a there's a band called Sadness. I'm not sure if you've heard of. They're they're they're, they're putting out quite a quite a lot of really really good lo-fi black metal slash post black metal at the moment. Um, right. I think they're I think they're US based. Love love that stuff. But but going, we actually we actually took that approach with our first EP. And um, and I, I going into going into this album, I really wanted it to be to be a you know full hi-fi polished production, um, but but also but also you know with a, with with a really really big bass end as well that that smacks you in the face, and you know it, it, it's not it, it's it still it still has it still has a fair amount of dirt in it I think. There's, there's, there's still a, there's still a fair amount of dirt in the in especially in the guitars um, yeah and that was that was the where I was leading to is that um, did you, was it you who said right this is what the album to sound like and then Ben just went with yours or did he sort of have a bit of free reign and say right tweak this here and there because Matt I yeah totally you- totally yeah it was, yeah. It, was it, it was the the, the the sound was Ben absolutely yeah we 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 didn't really we, we didn't really give him much in the way of um of direction when we when we recorded we just we just plugged in and played and he and when he sent us the, when he sent us the first the first kind of mix it was just like oh my god okay <laughs> yeah and, did, and, and after you got the first mix then did you have to change like I assume you all sat down and listened to the first mix together and were like all right uh, we could change that here and there but was there much actually in terms you want to change in like Matt, I'm, I'm going to ask you because obviously um, mm-hmm. you're the guitarist, and I, I'm going to say you look like you would be a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to your guitar sound. So, was there something on there in the the first mix you got back that you weren't happy with, or were you fairly? Oh, for for the most part, I was pretty happy with it, but there were a few like tonal issues that I had with the guitar sound, some of which wasn't properly rectified even with the final mix, but I kind of got over it at the, by that point. Um, but yeah, it was quite a bit of back and forth. You know, there was several mixes that came through before you we were finally happy with what we were hearing. And I assume yeah. you went with, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume you you went with um, the drums recorded first, bass, guitars, yeah. and then vocals yeah. on top. Was there any time when you were in there, and I don't know how whether you went in with all the songs completed and just went and recorded, or whether you worked in the studio with a few ideas, but was there many changes that you've sort of heard of, like, I don't know, maybe a riff here or there, or uh, Mark, you weren't happy with this drum feel here and there. Was there much changes to it? Well, we um, we, we were kind of we were kind of um, pushed into the studio by by circumstance. So the so the 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 songs we, we had only really very 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 recently, very shortly prior to going in and recording, did we uh, actually finish writing the songs um we had to we had to get in there because um because uh the 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 guitarist who um the second guitarist who was in the band was actually leaving australia so we had we had to get into the studio and get this stuff down otherwise we we would have completely lost the opportunity to do it um so so there there were a few um bpm issues I i think after the after the first after the first um the first kind of block of of recording we took it back we realized oh my god you know one of these one or two of these parts were 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 way too fast and and i I remember i remember being in the being in the studio and i couldn't play it it was too fast so i i was like why is you know why is it like this and i'm saying i'm saying matt is this bpm right and you're going yeah it's right (laughs) um but you know not not to not to blame you but you know um uh, BPMs are, pro- are probably that, that's probably my my department rather than yours, but um, but we we actually had to go back in and record a, a massive chunk, re-record a massive chunk of a song, and then and you know that's that's always concerning because you're because you, you've got to set up the drums again, you've got to set up the guitars again, you know, might not get exactly mm-hmm. the same sound. Yeah. How um, and the funny how, thing there as well sorry. is. When you were doing that section, I remember coming in to the studio and you were doing it half slower than you were supposed to. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> well, well, on the second time, the second time around. The second time you were doing it ridiculously slow. Yeah, like, and that didn't feel right either. This, no, this, not this, at all. This, this is like a live episode of Neighbours right in front of us unfolding here. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah. <laughs> Drama between yeah. the members. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm gonna. You have to tell. I, I have to take you out. Um, I face palmed in your honor that day for sure. That was <laughs> big face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, and there was. Yeah, there. Were, I, 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 I. There were a lot of moments where I, I had to. I had to kind of leave the studio, go out into the street, and take a few breathers. Um, but but yeah. Look, other other than other than that one particular section which we had to come and redo. Um, the the mix the, the, the mix was pretty smooth. I mean, in saying that, there there were horrific arguments. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's you know if the if 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 you as the audience were to listen to you know the the different versions of the mix, you probably you probably wouldn't you probably wouldn't know the difference. But um, but we but you know we 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 def- there were definitely shots fired. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and who's the main songwriters in the band? Is it you two sat here in front of me, or is it um, everyone has their own little piece? Um, look, I'd say I'd say Matt. I'd say Matt is the is the main songwriter. Matt's uh, Matt is At the riff lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. um, like yep. Matt, like you said before, you know, two two of the you know h- half of the album was uh, was was written by you. Um, yeah. In, in in terms of um, you know presenting pretty much a full structure to the rest of the band um, that you 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 uh, you record in your DAW right? Indeed. You use Cubase. Yeah. Yep. And yep. it's always yep. so it's always so funny getting getting those files from you and hearing the drums because because <laughs> they're because they're always you know like on the click exactly and it just and it sounds so mechanical and. And I say, look, leave that to me, sunshine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> so, so, Matt, do you like just sit in your room and like writing riffs? You, you seem to me as a person who 
and no disrespect to you, Mark, I'm sure the same, but Matt, you seem to me like someone who's so enthusiastic about music and music in general that you just probably Amen. wake up in the morning and go brushing your teeth, humming a riff, and you're like, shit, I need to record that straight away. That has definitely happened, for sure. <laughs> but more often than not, I find I get a riff in my head when I'm at work, and then I forget it by the time I get home. It's just the way of things. But yeah, what like every chance I get, I'm sitting on the guitar, you know, playing around with the pedals, trying to find a new sound and something, something to record and, you know, try and turn something, just one small riff into a whole song. And that do happens. you have your own specific tone that you wanted to bring onto this album? Or like, you know, some bands, like, let's just take Meshuggah, for example, have a very specific, that down-tuned guitar tone. Do you have something that's your own? Or do you just fit whatever you think fits the song? Uh, with with the tone on the album, uh, I don't think I'd quite um, mastered my sound at that point. So w when we went into recording, I was using uh, multi-effects GT, Boss GT 100 pedal thing. And I was mainly just using that for the preamps and all that stuff. And I was using uh, my Laney amp for the main core of the sound. But it still didn't quite gel for me. Like, it didn't sound right, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think when it comes to having the right sound, it might, like, for me, it's going to have to be on the next album for sure because while it still sounds awesome, I still think it could have been better. And you've led me very yeah. nicely to yeah. my next question, uh, Matt. Um, this is... and. I want you to be honest now, and you can be modest or you can be brutally honest. How happy are you with the the album now that it's finished? You know, this is the final mix. It's out there for the world to hear. Oh, sorry, will be out. I've had the luxury of hearing it earlier. How happy are you? Let's let's go with a scale of one to ten. Ah, uh, you know, in spite of what I've just said, I'll still give it a ten because, like, I've I've listened to the album back to front so many times <laughs> you couldn't even count it right and you know even though i'm there's still a few things i'd change here and there with my with my sound i still think it sounds absolutely fantastic mark yeah uh, look I, I i have i have to agree um i i, I even though even though the kind of tail end of it was um was was a little bit rushed i think that was actually a good thing and you and I, I, you know, I think I think a lot of bands probably spend too much time rewriting and, and perfecting what they've done. You've just at some point you've just got to go in there and you've you just got to lay it down. And I, I do recall there were some things that I did on the fly in the studio as well. Yeah, certain ideas that I had while I was recording. I was like, I want to try this. Turned out fantastic. Yeah. There, there, there's but some the, of the best things like. You hear stories all the time where, um, sorry, Mark, go on. No, no, go for it. Um, sorry, just like you hear things all the time from band in studios where, um, you know, they how they go in with the songs and then they're like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And the producer might say, here, try this. Um, I think Guns N' Roses took it too far with Chinese Democracy. You know, 10 years is probably a lot too long <laughs> to make that album. But um, yep. no, yep. Th there are some of the best laid plans like just come up in uh, studios that you don't think of. So, but look, I think if we're talking, and, and look, you both say 10 out of 10, that's fine. And, you know, I haven't created this. I've just had the pleasure of listening to it. I think as a package, and when I mean the package, I mean, you know, the cover, the production, the, the tunes in it, the riffs, you know, every one of you seems to bring something to, to, to the table. I think it's a really, really solid album, like to start 2022. And I'm really hoping that that 12 inch when it comes out will be, because we talk about this on the show a lot is in this day and age of streaming. Like, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 37. And when I was growing up, I used to get my pocket money or whatever I'd earned from work. And I'd go into the record shop and, you know, you'd, you'd know a few bands like I'd made, etc. But, you know, you'd buy stuff from the cover alone. And one of them, actually, funny enough, was the Berserker. I can't remember which one album it was. It was like a <laughs> mechanical dragon on the front or something. Um, I bought that. Another one was a, a band. Oh, I can't remember the name of the band now. But the, the album was called Carnivorous Erection. 
and it was a, pe- a penis on the front cover and a woman with her tongue out and the penis biting her tongue. Um, oh, what is that band called? I'll, I'll let you know that one anyway. Um, and you sorry, just went, I've got to, ha- I've got to have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just had to. I don't know why. No, it was. Everyone's got to have that. That's amazing. It was fairly filthy, like um, oh, crust core. Cr- anyway, I'll send you the link after. Um, well, yeah, I remember. Sorry. I remember the, the, the first, the first CD, the first CD I ever bought, um, which, which, which kicked off a, which kicked off, you know, probably ten years of obsessively buying CDs, was um, a little bit ashamed to say it, but it was Offspring's Smash, and um, the and and I and, and I got and I, my grandma bought it for me, and she flipped over the back and she she looked at the last song and she, which is called Kill Boy Powerhead. And she went, you know, kill boy, powerhead. What is this? What is this music? <laughs> oh, but, um, which, is, which is fairly tame these days. When yeah, you think yeah, of, yeah. That's when right. You think of the other compared to your oh, compared to Carnivorous Erection, or if you look at, let's take Marduk's Christ raping black metal. You know, my nan would certainly yep. have a bit of a go on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry if you can hear the kids in the background there. Uh, it it makes it more natural, you know. I'll keep that in and then post that it. <laughs> but um, yeah. anyway, sorry, coming back to it was like, I, I can't wait to get my hands on this vinyl. And I'm looking at the album cover again, thinking how cool this would be as a vinyl yeah. and sitting there, you know, whether you're going to have the lyrics in the middle or not, but just seeing what it is and holding it. It's something that is very much lost on this generation of music. Absolutely. But, um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Matt, Matt and I are both, are both, massive vinyl collectors as well um and 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 i I love it so much because it because because i feel like it's the 90s again and i'm you know i'm making very i'm making very considered decisions about about which records i'm going to pick up and and it's 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 really i I, you know I, i really do save that save that decision for the special ones yeah you know there might be there might be one special one every week and uh it's it's a problem for my bank account, but <laughs> yeah. I've had to start hiding my uh, records when they come in. I bought um, the most expensive one I bought so far was uh, Gorgoroth's uh, Insipid Satan. I absolutely love that yeah. record. I was like, Amazing. it came up on Discogs, and I was like, I have to have it. So like every morning at the door, like waiting for the postman, run upstairs with my records so the wife doesn't see. It's, it's a house. yeah. It's, it's supposed a, to be the other way around, right? It's supposed to be the wife sneaking in shopping and stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. shoes and clothes. Like I said, twenty first century, huh? This is the generation we're in. Um, are, are you? Are you? Are you, um, are you able to say what you dropped on that one? Yeah, I th- it was about sixty or seventy euro. It wasn't okay. too bad now. Um, not too bad. Yeah, like oh it's man, I've seen some stuff. Yeah, I've seen it's, stuff in there like one hundred and twenty, and you're like, oh, like I'm looking for. Um, through the Ash of Empires machine head on vinyl, but it's like 120 quid. Uh, and I don't know if the wife's listening, but I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great. What what bands, uh, we always ask this, and it's not to take away from you guys, uh, the facts of the band with the interview, but what bands in Oz should we be checking out right now that... Um, you're really digging. I've talked about Hadar Moore and Norse, who I really like, but I see Matt. You're man. I've been listening to a lot of stuff lately, like so much weird, different stuff. Now, I found a band on um, Bandcamp recently called uh, Fuck. What was the name in? Siverus from America, I believe, and there's like. Reminds me a lot of um, Anhedonist, which is another American band that I absolutely adore. Just like dirty, crusty doom with like hints of black metal. and It's just amazing stuff. Um, Worm also released a new album this year. Yeah. Crushing, like absolutely crushing stuff. Um, Cauldron, Black Ram, you know, Tomb Mold, Spire, Draconian. Yeah, there's that lots of good stuff this oh, year. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one album that I'm really, really looking forward to. It's the new Shape of Despair. They Who's are one that? of my all-time... Shape of Despair. Okay. They're one of my all-time favourite funeral doom bands. They're just 
every album of theirs is a masterpiece. C- can I throw you a um, a Doom band from Ireland, Matt? Who you might absolutely. Like um, they're called Soothsayer, so it's S double O T H S A. Actually, I believe I um I believe I already know of them. Their album's called Echoes of the Earth. I think is it's wicked. Yeah. I've already got them in my um, collection, actually. Absolutely amazing band, man. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna have to call out Burial Pits album Subhuman Scum, which was which was also yeah. released on Blattown Records. That's just that is just one of the the most psycho heavy sludge sludge albums that i i've heard you know ever it's it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible it's super crushing i think that's it's that's that's going to be up there with album of the year for me for sure in 21 um yeah for 21 yeah yep um and 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 then you know because you got to throw in a i guess i gotta i can't help myself but i gotta say i love the new arch spies so much as well (laughs) That is brutal. And actually, another band yeah, too yeah, uh, yeah. on the tech on that tech death metal side uh, called Aphidian uh, uh, Eye from Finland. Good tech. And there's a wicked album coming out you have to check out next year by a band called uh, Obsidious. They're on Season of Mist record label, and the single I'll send it to you after is just yeah, please mind blowing. Um, um but 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 also um also I got I got to shout out Matt's other band which is Illimitable Dollar um who who had a massive release on Transcending Obscurity when was that when was that now Matt that one um unfortunately that album was recorded after I joined the band but that was released in 2020 I believe what's yeah. the name of the band 2019 yeah. Illimitable dollar. You might have to send that to me after. Um, yeah, I'd have to send it. <laughs> yeah, Trans- Transcendent um, Obscurity is a great label. They've that's where yeah, I found yeah. Norse on there, and there's yep, yep. Fetid Zombie, who is making a big scene. That's another band. Yeah, um, so this this band is um, it's one of three bands that are playing at the moment. Uh, they're like atmospheric funeral doom or funeral death so doom. Great. It's so good. We got three guitarists in the band, you know, keyboards and bass. It's absolutely crushing. I was a fan of the band before I joined, and it's just so awesome being able to play with them too. What's your favourite band to play in, Matt? <laughs> oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. I won't ask you that. <laughs> Listen, um, who's your favourite child? You, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Same, same question. Who can keep up with the BPM best out of all the drummers in the three bands? Yeah, there we go. Um, probably Yon. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> uh, listen, um, just just my final question uh, before we go. It's a bit of a double header. Um, I'm going to assume, like most bands, you already started uh, working on new material for the next album, and um, yeah, that's a significant nod of the head there. Indeed, indeed. Like any yep. um, professional band already working on stuff. And what's next then for all after? Other than their new album, Tours, are you hoping to, to reach, um, obviously you're going to do Sydney, uh, Australia, but once we can ever get out of this goddamn pandemic, is there plans to tour Europe, America? Oh, we were actually talking about this last night. Yeah, we, we, were, we were saying last night how how bad we want to play Europe. That's I think that's, that's top of the list for us, yeah. Indeed. And I assume there's no talk of that yet. Like there's been no promote. It's just it's just such a pain in the ass, isn't it? Like, Nothing serious. Just yeah. Just just sort of yeah. just pipe dreams at the moment. But it's it's really difficult to plan things for real with the current yeah. climate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and especially like Australia is not exactly coming over the pond, is it? You know, you happen to fly twenty four hours, yeah. rent vans, rent gear, or whatever. So yep. Yeah, it's funny but that actually that just that sounds so much fun to me to be honest i i would actually i would actually have nothing more than to do that and there's there's so many incredible festivals in europe I, I, you know i really want to get into that um into that kind of eastern 
that eastern part, you know, into the you know into into the into the Balkans yeah. and the you know and and Germany, etc. Yeah, I assume you're talking about uh, Wacken there, like yeah, the... yeah, Wacken. Even even metal days in Slovenia would be cool. <laughs> um, the, or the, there's the, the, the Dunk Festival in Europe is Hellfest. Is the one yeah. that is the yeah. best festival in Europe, hands down. Um, we have download incredible. here, um, which we go to every year, like as mates. But um, you don't really get the uh, more necro vans like uh, mm. on the bill. You know, you get the Iron Maiden, which is fine because I'm a huge Maiden fan. But you know, you don't get the likes of Cannibal Corpse playing there or any of your underground stuff. So, um, yeah. Bloodstock's obviously the other one which is closest to. Which is in the yeah. UK, which has a fair bit of necro on there, which is decent. Um, yeah, so look, look, look guys, um, one more, sorry, one more thing, which we always like to ask is, where can people get the album when it's out or pre-orders, etc. So, so if you're if you're in Europe, check out Hammer of Exile, which is the which is the European distribution um, set up by by our label and a couple of other and a couple of other Australian labels. So Hammer of Exile will get a will will we'll get a bunch of um, a bunch of records directly from Poland um, in in early January. Um, otherwise, you know, if you're if, if you're in Australia, obviously just straight directly from Blighttown Records um, and check out Bandcamp and and Spotify, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, cool. So there's Bandcamp, there's Spotify. Yep. Those yep. Two late, those Apple two Music, yeah, all those, yeah. Yep. YouTube and YouTube, but remember, yeah. like I was saying at the start, the the whole point of this is you can find cool music on those things, but make sure you're supporting by buying merch. Like, please do. Like for the Absolutely. band's sake, I'm not here just to you know blow smoke up their ass, but the, you know for the last two years, bands have struggled enough. There's no gigs. There's very little cash flow. So, you know, obviously, money is tight for some people. Absolutely, we understand that. But if you can, like, please give. Give, buy physical merch go to the shows um and that's all i'm going to say on that from now but listen guys um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you for near 50 odd minutes um it's been so much fun we've strayed from the, the music to neighbors to wolf creek you know everything in between um mark's mum being from kent chasing rabbits and all of that stuff um i don't know if there's anything you want to say before before we finish up guys um i'll I'll hand over to you to to say anything you want to say uh joey thank you thank you so much for having us mate we really really appreciate it it's it's so it's so it's so awesome to talk to to talk to you um and uh yeah thank you for your support it's been a pleasure for sure it, it has been an absolute pleasure and uh, whether I'm in Sydney at some point or if you're over here, let's hook up and have a few beers and uh, absolutely, mate. we can listen, listen to the whole post genre in one sitting. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that, that's been all. The, um, the album is out on the 7th of January. It's called uh, The Blood You Crave. Check it out. Please do. And until next time, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.